Adam Gilchrist. Good morning. Luke Littler, Adam, good morning. Uh, the fairy tale continues. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Yeah, the 45-year-old trucker. Oh, sorry, 16-year-old darts player. He doesn't look like he's a 45-year-old trucker. Anyway, um, do you know what? We keep buying into this and thinking, well, he's won a match. He's won two matches. He's now won six matches to get into the final. Youngest ever. Um, first ever tournament. Certainly first ever tournament of this kind of level. And he just keeps on rolling. He's now playing the world number one in the darts world, Luke Humphreys. He's beaten two ex-world champions, Raymond Van Barneveld and Rob Cross last night. So he's on a run, isn't he? It's ex- just extraordinary. And of course, he has a kebab to celebrate every time he wins. So that's become a thing now for people watching him. I imagine kebab shops are absolutely rubbing their hands at this thinking, well, hey, long may he last. Yeah, I read a report this morning that a kebab shop in his neighborhood has offered him as many kebabs as he wants free for the rest of his life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be another 90 years. They careful what they offer there. <laughs> Um, on a much more serious note, Saleh al-Aruri, the most senior Hamas figure killed since the Israel-Hamas war ramped up in October. Yeah, this is a guy who is the deputy head of Hamas's political bureau, but he's known to be involved in military affairs, military planning for Hamas, almost certainly the 7th of October strikes into Israel. But this explosion in Beirut, it sort of takes it to another level because now we're looking at, and, and by the way, Israel has not confirmed or denied they had any part in this, but we are kind of putting a bit of two and two together. Who else would have targeted him? But to take it, therefore, beyond Gaza, beyond Israel, into Lebanon and into the capital of Lebanon, four people were killed in the explosion, including, as you say, Salah al and it, uh, it's another level. Isn't it this? Therefore, if somebody from Hamas goes on the run, pitches up in London or Cape Town, does that make them a fair target? Two weeks ago, Israel's Ministry of Defense said Israeli forces would act to remove Hezbollah from the border if the attacks continued. So maybe this is also meant to be some sort of major warning shot to them, although we know that there have been clashes at the border. It's a complicated little border, that, as well, with Syria just there and the Golan Heights, the disputed Golan Heights, just there, too. But, yeah, the, uh, we, we sort of dreaded it all the way along. But Hezbollah getting involved, it brings in Iran, it brings in potentially the United States. Ah, uh, yeah, OK. Perhaps we all calm down and, uh, and, and, and try not to draw too many conclusions. Maybe those conclusions are, though, going to turn into fact um, this year, mm. which is a truly scary prospect. Um, Adam, I'm not hugely scared of flying, but whenever I'm, I am in a plane which is um, about to take off or on its um, landing run, I do I do worry about the, uh, the presence on the mm. runway of smaller planes which haven't got out of the way. And that happened in um, at Tokyo Airport. And again, very dramatic scenes. And they've, they've gone from their, their earthquake and the damage caused by that and uh, several dozen, the number now, killed by that to this uh, mm. collision between a jet and a smaller plane and the inhabitants of the smaller plane killed the bigger plane uh, burning, um, um, bursting into flames. And amazingly everybody evacuated safely isn't that extraordinary yeah as you say five of the six on the coast guard plane died it was a plane on its way to help the victims of the japanese earthquake but as 
the passenger plane came in, hit the other plane, completed the landing, and so obviously skidded around and then burst into flames. And if you see the pictures of it bursting into flames and then the ensuing fireball, I mean, it's extraordinary. It's essentially a 250 kilometer per hour fireball going down the runway. And yet all 379 people on board walked away. Uh, the cabin crew are being praised like crazy. They kept it orderly. They did the slides. Everyone slid out, walked away. Um, and for there not to be a single, seemingly not a single scratch, maybe there's the odd scratch, but no, no actual injuries is amazing. The calmness of everyone involved was exemplary. Uh, and I wonder, yeah, about my own heart. And you're right about flying. Um, I don't have a problem with flying. It's just when the plane meets the ground, whether it's going up or coming down. <laughs> I suppose it's like, it's not the falling that should worry you. It's when you hit the ground. It's that sort of old adage, isn't it? And then um, it's transfer season, um, but it's always sack the manager season from very early on in the season. And it didn't take long for Birmingham City to become disenchanted with Wayne Rooney, who'd come back from the LS no, to look after them. He might he might be a, a global star and a global name in uh, in world soccer terms. And I think that's what the Birmingham City owners were buying into. They have American owners, and we can often say, you know, oh, foreign owners don't understand the game. They wanted some glamour and glitz and some success and thought Wayne Rooney would deliver that. Have they given him long enough? Well, I suppose that's the point, isn't it? Because 83 days in charge, 15 matches, he, his team only won two of the 15 and lost nine. So it's not exactly a great record, but the most successful ever managers tend to have time just to develop and buy some players that leave Pep Guardiola won in his first season at Manchester City. I mean, not long after. Alex Ferguson took four years to sort Manchester United out. I'm not saying Wayne Rooney is remotely in the same category, but he does join that long, long list of ex-England stars who just can't quite hack it when they're in charge. Think of Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard, um, once upon a time, the late, great Sir Bobby Charlton, they couldn't quite hack it as the boss. They were better as the star. Maybe that's true of Wayne Rooney. By the way, Luke Littler is a Man United supporter. Well, not everything in his life can be perfect. According to Malcolm, he confirmed it during a TV <laughs> interview just prior to Man United imploding against Knott's Forest. Thanks very much, Adam. Back with another Worldview tomorrow morning.